You are listening to episode one of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Hello, beautiful people. It is Albie here. And the other day, I was taking a bit of a stroll down memory lane, and I started to think about the very first blog I created back in 2008. And I'll tell you guys a little bit more about that blog um, in a little bit, but that in taking that, you know, that stroll down, um, you know, my past, I realized that there is a very big difference between making your blog work for you and having your blog work against you. So that is what I want to talk to you about today. Um, so whether you're someone who already has a blog, you're starting out with blogging, um, you're considering blogging, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to The Design Influence a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostess, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by Gather, a visual platform that helps you source product, communicate with clients, and eliminate hours of admin headaches. Whether it's for a big project or a product roundup blog post, Gather has helped me streamline all of my product specifications project details, and budget tracking, and I've basically created my own one-stop resource library. I know you're going to love Gather as much as I do, so head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with a free extended trial. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am really excited about today's episode because like I mentioned, I was taking a stroll down memory lane and I got a little nostalgic as I was just kind of thinking about the evolution of just not me personally, or at least not just my personal life, but also me professionally. Now, I mentioned my very first blog. Um, It was something I started back in 2008. It had nothing to do with interior design. It was hosted on Blogspot. I don't even know if Blogspot honestly still hosts, um, if it's still around. I think it is. I don't know. Let me know. Um, And it was a lifestyle and entertainment blog before lifestyle and entertainment blogs were even a thing. Um, And I mean, they did exist because I definitely did some research before launching that blog. But it was definitely in a time before they were what they are now. So like before they were a thing thing, you know. And so I started this with two of my friends who were also pursuing careers in marketing. If you don't know, my initial background, my degree is in advertising and public relations. And I remember that that blog was so much work. And it was three of us with some contributors. And oh my goodness, the work that went into it. Um, And I, I honestly don't even know how we did it, to be completely honest, now that I think about it. So our mission statement at the time was that we were an avant-garde of young marketers and business professionals who have translated their passion and knowledge of marketing into an exceptional, multifaceted society and entertainment blog. We were 
fancy. Like, <laughs> we were hella fancy, y'all. And so that was back in 2008. Um, our goal was we were taking, you know, our ability to share information, but also be creative marketers and taking those tactics, fusing them together to create this blog space. After about a year, we migrated the blog from Blogspot to WordPress. And then after two years, the blog came to a screeching halt because at that point, each of us started to pursue our own separate marketing paths. Five years later, um, in the middle of a career crisis, if you will, I launched another blog um, that had a shorter life. So this blog, also on WordPress, um, I launched during a time when I was, you know, still a retail merchandiser, um, but again, in the middle of a career crisis, so kind of the beginning stages of my pivot um, into interior design, and I was expecting our daughter. So like most new moms do, (laughs) I started a mommy blog, and I was sharing product reviews and tips for the home for first-time moms like myself, Um, who were basically just winging it. So this was a space where I could kind of share what I was learning as a first-time mom and really put out into the internet information that I couldn't find for myself. So after doing my own research, kind of now becoming a resource. Um, Like I said, I think I said it was also on WordPress, um, but it was pretty short-lived. Who knew? Motherhood was hard. (laughs) And time-consuming and exhausting. So the blog in itself didn't last long. Um, But the upside to having started that blog was that there was an opportunity for me to actually repurpose a lot of my mom content onto what would eventually become my design blog. Because like I said, I was giving home tips and some of the product reviews were relevant. So all wasn't lost. And... That was a a, a period where I really realized, you know, what blogging um, could um, become like its own entity if the right time was put into it. Because, like I said, I found myself quickly becoming a resource in a way that I never imagined, despite how short-lived the blog was. So fast forward, my design blog... Um, that the first iteration of it, I should say, it was just, you know, the obligatory tab on my website. Um, it was this place where I was going to quote unquote, teach all the people, all the things so that they could hire me because that's what you're supposed to do. You know, at least that's what you're told. Right. So now a decade later (laughs) from my very first blog and I have a blog now, that has evolved into something that's actually independent of my design business, but still supports my design business. Like one supports the other. And for anyone who's wondering, since I've been mentioning it, that blog is on Squarespace alongside my website. If you're like me and you wear a whole lot of hats and you are just juggling all the things, a household, a business, and just life in general, Chances are you are looking for a way to keep all of that on track and organized. That you check out today's show sponsor, Gather, and 
I know you're going to love it because it is what I use to manage all of the things in my business at least. From products to project details, budgets, and just all those things in a way that's super pretty and super user-friendly. Head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash gather to get started with your free extended trial. Test them out with a few projects, a few blog posts, whatever, and I promise that you are going to love them as much as I do. Why did I give you my blogging resume? Like, where am I going with this, right? I've seen how blogging has evolved firsthand over the past 10 years, and I've seen how it can be super rewarding and worth every second that you invest into it, but I've also seen how it can drain you and kind of really just suck the creative life out of you with no return, like no ROI, and you're just putting stuff out there and getting nothing back. And that is the difference between your blog working for you and your blog working against you. My first blog worked for us, definitely, hands down. It got us press passes to major events, some brand um, collaborations, and free swag. Back then, you know, collabs weren't what they are now, but we were able to partner with some major brands, which is something I took for granted. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we were able to do that, get some free swag, like I said, Um, interviews with people who otherwise would have never even known who I was. Um... We were able to bring in some income even because we were hosting events and selling ad spots on the blog. So at that back then, it was like you would sell like a 9 by 16 banner or whatever the dimensions were um, to someone to kind of advertise on the blog. And so it brought in some income. Um, it was a lot of work, like I said, a whole lot of work. But for three twenty-somethings, you know, the ROI was totally worth it. We were fresh out of college, um, we were in our twenties, and we really didn't know what we were doing. Like we had the education, but this was a new space for us, so it was totally worth it. And so, in that regard, it worked for us. And I'll be honest, some of the connections that we made. Um, specifically that I made during that time, and I, I, could, I probably could say the same for the other two, um, connections that were made ended up serving me, serving them for years to come, you know, in different ways. Um, the mommy blog, however, <laughs> worked against me, you know, um, but I won't say completely against me because I try to find purpose or a lesson in everything that I do. Um, so it, It didn't work against me, but it definitely was not working for me. Um, It was something to do. um, And even though I was passionate about it, there was no actual long-term plan in place. So comparing just those two blogs, I've seen both sides of the coin. But even within my business, I've seen both sides. The first iteration of the Albie Knows blog was honestly me just blogging for blogging's sake. It didn't serve me at all. And even though, yeah, it got me a few people on my email list, in hindsight, they weren't what you would consider the quote-unquote ideal customer. And that was because, again, I was just doing it for doing it. So I was just kind of throwing information out there without really much intention. And it was a lot of time invested in creating content that I didn't really care about. Um, and for people who weren't really even there, you know, um, I, I was creating it with no, like I said, intention to know who I was really talking to. So who am I really creating this for? 
my blog now accounts for about 50% of my business. I've been able to leverage it both as a designer and as a blogger into landing huge opportunities. So with my actual business um, and then having an actual content and SEO strategy in place, nothing too fancy, you know, just enough, um, I can say that my blog is definitely working for me now. Like I said, it contributes to my income, and as it continues to grow, it's something that's evolved from just a tab on my site to having its own little identity in some ways. So how do you know if your blog is working for you or against you? So these are kind of some of the cues and tips I've picked up along the way. And like I said, whether you are thinking about blogging at the beginning stages of blogging or you've been doing this for a while but kind of still figuring it out, um, hopefully you will find some value in what my experience has yielded. First thing to ask yourself, do you actually enjoy blogging? And I'm talking about not just the writing, but writing, obviously, brainstorming content ideas, creating the graphics, taking the photos, editing, formatting, all of that. All those smaller pieces, all the moving parts that go into making a blog post, a blog post, do you enjoy it? Yes, these are things you can outsource, um, but or if not all, definitely at least some. But before you get to the place of paying someone to do it for you, is it something you could see yourself doing on your own, long-term, consistently, or do you dread just even the thought of it? Because if it's something that you dread, like it feels like a chore, even thinking about it exhausts you, no matter how much it may grow, it will always be working against you because you're not happy. And what's the point of doing something that doesn't make you happy, that doesn't fulfill you? That's eventually going to show up in the output. Just fun fact, if you're doing it for the sake of doing it, that is going to affect the ultimate end result. So ask yourself, do you enjoy blogging? Next question, are people reading your blog? Duh. (laughs) Not to say you need tens and thousands of readers flocking to your site every day, but are there actual eyeballs on your content? Um, Because this is content that you are creating Um, to hopefully get people to read and enjoy. So are people reading it or are you just adding more noise to an already very crowded internet? Because whether it's via Pinterest or other social shares or great SEO, you need to get readers. Like that, that is what we're here to do, to get actual readers. And they need to be getting some kind of genuine value, not just noise, from your blog. And I'm not saying that you need to be teaching and kind of in this really formal way of quote unquote giving value, but they need to be walking away feeling like they got something. So whether they learned something, whether they bought something, whether it was just purely informational or entertaining, they need to walk away like, oh, this was worth, you know, my time. So are people reading your blog and just actually giving what you're, are they getting what you're giving? There we go. Number three is your blog generating income. Now, this may not be like the goal for some of you. I Every business is going to look different. But ultimately, your blog is should be 
generating income directly or indirectly. Because if it's not helping your bottom line, again, we need to reevaluate some things. I've already said blogging is not the easiest task. So when you add that on top of running a business, you it has to in some way elevate your bottom line. So directly, how it could be bringing you in income um, it, through sponsored content, ad revenue, affiliate marketing, things like that. And then indirectly, if it's supporting your business. So maybe establishing you as an authority, promoting your paid services or products, um, getting people to hire you, getting people to buy from you. Um, is that kind of a result of you creating this blog? Because you don't want to be, again, putting your time, your energy, your brain power into this thing that is taking money off the table. Because time you spend on your blog is probably time you spend away from your business. So it needs to be worth it when you're splitting your attention that way. And for those of you who might be thinking, well, I can outsource it. Again, you got to make money to pay people. Just, just saying. And question number four Does your blog have a purpose? Did you start it to educate your audience? Did you start it to share the behind the scenes of your business? Did you start it as, you know, a income stream? Um, Maybe you want it to be the primary business. What was the point of your blog? How did it come about? Did you just have a passion for sharing DIYs and shopping hauls or what is the point? And the point for you, first question, but like kind of like an add-on to this, the point for your readers. You may be doing it as a creative outlet, but what would make Suzy Q feel like, no, I need to go read this blog. I need to check out, you know, what they put out today. What's the point for them? What are they going to get out of it? Because without an actual objective, purpose, point, mission, whatever you want to call it, you're just adding noise to the internet and we don't need any more noise. There's lots of it already out there. You know, we're not saying reinvent the wheel. There are lots of home blogs, design blogs, decor blogs, shopping blogs, lifestyle blogs, whatever you want to call it. There's no one thing of one thing. But if you don't have a clear what you're getting out of it and what your readers are getting out of it, there really is no no point. <laughs> Um, so now I want to challenge you to be honest with yourself after kind of thinking through some of what I just said, is your blog working for you or is your blog working against you? I wanted to take a quick second out to thank you for listening to today's show. If you've made it this far, that means you like me. You really, really like me. And for that, I am beyond thankful. The design influence is all about you, the designpreneur, and so without you, there would be no show and there would be no design influence. So for us to keep growing, I need a favor from you. If you're not already subscribed, even though I really hope you are, I would love it if you go ahead and make things official between us and then share the show with your biz bestie, your design bestie, so that you guys can listen and discuss together. The more, the merrier. And if you're really, really loving me and the show, I would appreciate it even more if you take another quick second out to rate and review the show. 
Those ratings and those reviews really help other amazing designpreneurs find the show so that we can all be in this together. And it also lets me know how I'm doing. So I really want to thank you so, so much again. I appreciate you for listening and for taking time out to make me a part of your day. And now let's get back into the conversation. If your blog is working for you, good for you. Continue doing what you're doing. Build on that because I imagine that if you feel like it is at a place that is working for you, it's because you've learned what works and what doesn't. You've kind of refined, you know, your message, your system, whatever that looks like for you. And you've made the necessary adjustments. And so keep doing that. But if it's the latter and your blog is working against you, then I want you to really think about why. Like, what? which one of these questions um, did you answer to make you realize, oh, this is, this is not going in the way that I thought it would be going? And then from there, what are you going to do about it? So if it's that you don't enjoy blogging, then you need to find out what it is that you enjoy doing that'll still connect you to people. Because the last thing you need in your business is something weighing you down. So let's say, you know, you're getting some good traffic, maybe even great traffic, but writing your blog takes up a lot of your time. So it doesn't really leave room for the other areas of your business or it's leaving you burnt out. Solution, consider batch creating repurposing or hiring an assistant. So if you find that you're writing on a daily basis, for example, whether it's because you're publishing daily or just you are literally writing daily and it has nothing to do with your publishing schedule, a batching schedule is going to help you designate time, like create designated time just for writing or creating graphics or whatever it is that you can creatively do in bulk. So... And this can apply to so many other areas, you know, if you're blogging, if you're a podcaster, a YouTuber, whatever, you know, batching the content that you're putting out there. This is my writing time. This is, you know, my editing time. This is my graphics time. That's going to really help you kind of cut down on the feeling of I'm constantly doing this like a hamster on a wheel. Repurposing the content, it's going to look different depending on your situation, um, so definitely something you need to think through, you know, that's something you have to decide. If Is it intentional? Are you just putting more stuff out there for the sake of it? Because otherwise, you can just start to, like, refresh, you know, content that you've already put out there. You don't have to constantly have the new big idea when it comes to your content, you know. So is there a freebie that you can kind of create and promote alongside an old post or an or maybe an IG post that can kind of evolve a little bit more. What pins can you start to schedule and put on a loop um, so that they're kind of bringing new, fresh eyes to an old blog post? Like, there's so many different ways that you can repurpose content that you've already created, refresh your graphics, refresh your links, whatever it is that might look like, but look at your content with an open mind and kind of discern whether or not you're reinventing the wheel every single time you put something new out there. And the last suggestion with hiring an assistant, um, they probably won't be able to take over all your tasks. Some you can definitely easily hand off. So things like, you know, renaming image files, compressing your image files, formatting, you know, the final um, blog post, 
um, scheduling um, the publishing times for you. Like those little uh, small tasks that add up to big tasks. Um, confirming interviews, proofreading your drafts. Like there's so many different options for what an assistant can do for you. So if there's room in your budget, hire that out. Just just get it off your plate. Um, and that will help in you reclaiming a bit of your time. Um, another way your blog could be working against you is that it doesn't take up much of your time and it's not interfering with your business, but there's not much value add either. So it hasn't brought in any income. You're not building, you know, a community of loyal fans. It's not generating new leads. It's just a place on your site where you write things. Why? The solution here could be consider ways you can monetize your blog or incorporate more evergreen content that's related to your services. So that monetization could be sponsored content, affiliate links, creating actual products that you sell, you know, like maybe if you've had like a series of blog posts that are really helpful, like when it comes to dining rooms, you know, measuring or whatever, I don't know. Can you package that up as something you can sell? You know, evergreen content, can a series of your blogs become now, you know, an email automation? Um, Can you create a quiz that kind of somehow filters out related blogs. Oh, excuse me. Um, really get creative um, so that you can start getting some money <laughs> on top of your blog so that, again, it is working for you, not against you. These are just some of the ways that a blog could be working against you and just some of the ways that you can kind of start to tweak things so that this can be a better part of your business. I really hope you guys found some value in today's episode because blogging, if you can't tell, is something that I'm kind of, you know, jazzed about. And so that is why I wanted to talk to you guys about this today. I hope that you will continue to join me every Tuesday. So if you have not subscribed, please go ahead and, you know, do that now. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Be sure to, again, let me know what your takeaway was from today's episode. And, you know, show me a little bit of love. Share this with your design bestie, especially if you know that they are a blogger as well, so that we can all be great together. Thank you for listening to today's show. I don't want to just leave it here, so let's keep the conversation going over on Instagram at The Design Influence or on the Facebook page, The Design Influence. To dig in a little bit deeper into today's episode, you can head over to thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast for all of the show notes. But while you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot of the episode so that you can tag the design influence and let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What resonated with you? What made you go, oh, snap, that's me. I needed this. I would love to know. And now go forth and create your influence and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.